In today's podcast, we talked to quite possibly the only commercial property scout in Australia, the one and only Renee Thomas. Renee explains what a commercial property scout actually does and why she decided on this career. Renee also tells us what investors need to look for when negotiating the purchase and the secrets of finding the right commercial property that matches both their lifestyle and their personality. Hey there, gurus. This is Tony Buffett, your host of the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. This is the podcast that takes you to the inner sanctum of commercial property millionaires, investors, and industry experts. This is where Australia's top insiders reveal their secrets about making positive cash flow, passive income through commercial property. This is a non-BS, unscripted, unrehearsed podcast designed to give you ideas and inspiration to become the next commercial property millionaire guru just like many of my guests. And be sure to stay tuned right to the end, gurus, where I ask each expert insider to give you, the listener, a secret 30-second tip. This is something I love to ask all of my guests as a special bonus for you. Three, two, one. Commercial properties are go. G'day gurus, how are we? My special guest today is the one and only Renee Thomas. Renee, how are you today? Fabulous, fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, fabulous, Tony. A really long day and you're working hard and at the end of the day you're ready to kick your heels up and relax. Look, I am, but I, I'm, I'm doing something I love, so it's really not work. I'm sure, you know, some people who work with me will tell you that I don't work. <laughs> oh, that's a great attitude. I like that. I love that. Yes, it's not work. What is it when you enjoy it every day? It's never work or something. <clears throat> no, no, it's fun. Absolutely. Well, that's lovely. Well, look, it's a pleasure to have you here. It's a great pleasure. And this is really good for me because I have never met a commercial property scout before. So yeah. that's what that's what you're you're you know you call yourself, and I guess I don't know how many commercial property scouts there are in um, in Australia. I, I you know I and we can make. I'm sure you've had plenty of jokes about Boy Scouts and white <laughs> brownies and <coughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm yeah I'm a cross between a girl a scout and a boy scout for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So te- so tell us um, what led. Uh, what led you to this unusual occupation? And was this mm-hmm. the dream of a 10-year-old Renee Thomas? Oh, look, absolutely not. It was not the dream of 10-year-old Renee Thomas. 10-year-old Renee Thomas was close, though. I was very busy rearranging Barbie's house and knocking it down and rebuilding it. So very busy with, with real estate. But could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, there was not a lot of commercial, though. It was all, you know, residential back then. So, yeah. So it was not the dream of 10-year-old Renee. <clears throat> and I actually kind of fell into this role or this role found me really yeah yes yeah yeah all right so that's interesting so please keep going tell us okay how you became became this a commercial property scout not just a resi property scout but actually a commercial property scout and tell us how you got started and also what you do and how you, how you help investors, commercial property investors. Okay. Well, for the record, I've never met another me. I've never met a, another commercial property scout. Um, wow. So I'm not even sure how many of us exist. I know there are buyer's agents uh, and I work alongside buyer's agents because huh. – 
most of them can't be everywhere. So I'm physically the girl who gets out in the vehicle and where the rubber meets the road. And I literally look at building after building after building after building commercial wise on the Eastern seaboard. Wow. So, okay. Can you tell us a little bit about how it's different to a buyer's agent? Because it sounds like another, to me on the superficial level, sounds like another type of buyer's agent. How is it different to a buyer's agent? (laughs) Well, I work with a team, so I don't work by myself, and I do work with a couple of buyer's agents. Um, I alert them to things that might be wrong because when you're just seeing bits of paper that the real estate agent gives you, and remember the real estate does not work for the purchaser, the real estate works for the vendor. Um, And sometimes if you don't ask the right question to the real estate agent, you don't get vital information or you don't ask the right question to the tenant or you don't know the knowledge on the ground in the area, um, you know, around where you're looking at purchasing. So there are lots of things that can you know, make your commercial real estate um, project come undone if you're not aware. So it's always good to go in with your eyes wide open on what you're purchasing, who's in there, where it is, um, and I guess the longevity longevity of what your investment might turn into, become, and the area it's in. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like you're a private detective for the buyers. You go in to areas yeah. that they dare not tread. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, yes, I, I collect information and I collect data and I guide them, you know, like a strata person never physically looks at the building that they're doing the strata report on. So mm. they don't know, <clears throat> they don't, they're not guided by anything but paperwork. And, and some of the strata is very cleverly, information is cleverly hidden. And if you don't know some things to look for or key bits of information, then they, things don't get flagged and they get missed. Um, so, so yeah, so like, that's just one aspect. So I literally go in on the ground and I I meet obviously the agent. It's sometimes I don't meet the agent. Sometimes they're like, yeah, just go and have a look again. I sometimes wonder whether vendors know that some agents don't really seem to work that hard. Um, yeah, it's always better if I don't have an agent there. I usually get a lot more information. Out of, out of the um, vendor? Out of the tenants, yeah, out of the out tenants. Of the tenant, yeah. Because okay. remember, oh. often on the odd occasion, yes, the vendor is the tenant, um, but in a lot of times it's the vendor literally hasn't set foot on that building or wouldn't have a clue about that building. Um, it's it's the tenant because it's the tenant's business. It's the tenant's livelihood. Ninety percent of the time, yeah. Yeah, so you go in there, you t- you where possible, you talk to the tenant, you tr- and you find out what are, if you like, the pros and the cons of the of the of the property, and therefore whether maybe it's overpriced or it's a bargain. Is that that's the sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, the information that I'm after is I'm after anything. Well, look, I'm after lots of information. Um, and I always, every situation is different and unique. Like I have a little checklist of things that I'm looking for. The two big major things in commercial purchases are air conditioning and roofs. For the love of God, I have no idea why, but, you know, in a lot of these purchases, there's roof issues or aircon issues. And remember, it's probably, in particular with the aircons, they're used for a very long period of time of the day. Like it's easy for them to have a lot of wear and tear on them. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a, it depreciates and it becomes, you know, and it can affect the building. So 
let's just give an example like with air conditioning if i walk into an office full of men and that air con is hot and men literally will always have it one to two degrees um colder than women i know there's something wrong with the air conditioning unit i know <laughs> it feels too warm for a bunch <laughs> of blokes in there that there's something wrong with the air con and it's always a great icebreaker as well to go hey it's really hot in here guys like what What's going on? And then all the complaints will come out or the aircon doesn't work or we've had it serviced mm. 75 times or the, you know, and then that information, well, then I'm feeding that back to the team so that I'll tell Strata to go hunt in the records and find out what's going on with the aircon. Is it just this floor? Is it just this building? You know, is it just this office? Is is there something wrong? Because you do have different types of air conditioning. You have air conditioning that does the whole building, like a whole level, and you'll have it, the little split systems or the little box air cons. You know, is it just one that needs to be replaced or are we talking about a whole big internal system? And some of those internal systems for a floor of a building can be, you know, they can be fifty to 100000 That's mm. a lot of money. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So if you, <laughs> I find it so funny. So if you go into an office and they're all men and mm. the, it's warm or it's hot, it's not yeah. because of the testosterone, it's because the air conditioning has yeah. gone bung. Well, the 90% of the time, or if I walk into an office that I can clearly see there's lots of, you know, bodies in there, I know that the aircon unit isn't working, you know, and, yeah. and tenants will tell you and they'll have a complaint about it or, uh, you know. Very good. Yeah. See, that, those, uh, those little things really make all the difference, don't they? That's well, amazing. that right there, knowing that and to know to look for it in strata and to check whether there's been any issues with it, you could save, well, you could save your um, purchaser 50 to 90,000 or you can come to some agreement that, you know, uh, it's, it's it's serviced by the tenants or you can, you can go and get someone in there to check it and go, actually, this is on its last legs or it just needs another part or, you know, it gives people a peace of mind before they purchase that investment that property you know to know what what could be coming their way and what what might not be it's also a point of negotiation as well um because we don't ever want to put people in deals that you know that they're not sure what's going to happen like you can't account for everything but we try to account for as much as possible you know to be aware of i love that i I love that you go to to a a level where you know most people wouldn't uh, definitely if they're on their own they're not going to know um but even even buyers agents may not go to the levels you do by the sounds of it yeah 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 i like to have a chat to the tenants and you know find out what's going on in their lives where where are they at yep no brilliant information that's really good to know all right so renee uh you've been on this commercial uh, property investment journey for the last p- uh, five years or so you told me mm-hmm. yep. so you have to tell me what um why do you do commercial property why not residential why do you believe that it's a great income stream for so many investors and um how has your experience and knowledge helped these people to become successful commercial property investors Oh, my God, that's a really big question. You're going to have to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two parts. First part. Yeah, 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 let's go. Yeah, first, first part. First of all, why, do you, why did you choose commercial property investment and why do you think it's, it's a great income stream, say, compared to residential? Okay, well, I, I really like commercial. Like, commercial chose me um, to a degree. You know, I was asked um, by a buyer's agent could go and have a look at, at it. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, no worries. And... You know, it just it, it uh, snowballed from there. And commercial property is such a different beast because, 
you know, a shed can be so many things. A shed can be an office space. A shed can be a warehouse. A shed can be, it can be, you know, it can be the swankiest beauty parlour. Like, yeah. it, it, commercial gives you opportunity. It, it, where when residential, there are a couple of things you can do with it, but there's not, there's not a lot. The in the internal of a commercial can be so many different things, right. and so many different businesses, and and often they can be broken into smaller spaces, or you can go into a bigger space, or you know you can you can alter it. You can sometimes go up. You can it's yeah it can change from um, an office to a restaurant. It you know it, it's got scope where. I feel residential is sort of limited and in residential people's imaginations are limited to, you know, whether your tiles and your curtains match. Where I also love the entrepreneurial spirit of people who are running these businesses in, you know, these these buildings and the soul that they bring as well. It's really some of the things I get to see around Australia that people do in these buildings is fascinating. Right. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, so many warehouses are turned into so many different things, as you said. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, the second part of it is what I, what I was saying is that how you you know you gave that example of the um, uh, the the hot <laughs> office full of men, but mm. um, what you know where where is your generally where is your experience and knowledge really helped commercial property investors? Is there something you know you can uh, sort of think of um, that we really really help someone either buy or not buy a particular property? Um. Well, look, every every we help them in so many different ways. Some people just need the clarity of what is what is it that they're purchasing, um, yeah. and what can it be turned into. Uh, we help them lots of ways, but my piece of the puzzle is to make sure that we get as much information. Like, are the tenants happy? Mm. We we've seen um, tenants refuse to sign leases because they hate the management in there. Um, mm. And then, therefore, the the vendor who's selling loses value because we know they hate the management. We know they're happy to stay there, and we know that they will stay there if you bring in new management. So that sort of information back to our purchaser is priceless because it means that when they go in to negotiate with them, they already have an idea of what they want. They haven't given away their position, but they start to understand the position of you know the people in there, and and that information is valuable because remember. You see the world as you are, not as, it, not, a, not as it is. And often people think, well, you know, they must want a new air conditioning unit because that's what I want. But often when I talk to them, they don't want a new air conditioning unit. They just want an agent who answers their call every time they say this little corner of the roof leaks. Or, you know, they, what people actually want and what, you know, people think they should be delivering sometimes are two different things. So, you know, we, we've helped people um, manufacture some growth in there because, again, real estate agents who manage properties, they don't often go into the business and have a conversation like, how are you going? I go in there and I can see sometimes and I have a conversation with them and I know they want to ex- expand into the vacant one next door. And so I go back to our buyer and I say, hey, you already have a tenant there who wants to push into that space next door. As soon as you get that property, you know, Let's see what it is they need to make that happen and let's make it happen and you will then automatically increase your rental return. Like there's so many little things that, you know, other things. (laughs) We had a tenant, again, refusing to sign 
She was a lady who had a fish and chip shop and I, I would eat off the floor of this fish and chip shop. That is how clean it is. She'd been there for, you know, 10 years and had no plans to go anywhere and she therefore didn't think that she had to sign a lease, but she was prepared to sign a lease if somebody fixed her back door. That's all she wanted. She just wanted the back door fixed and then she would give someone a one-year or two-year lease because she was sick to death of asking the real estate agent to do something about it and being ignored. So... Mm-hmm. We go in with that information and we go, okay, well, you know, you, we know that if you go in there and you fix that door, she's more than likely going to give you a one to two year lease, which is a peace of mind for our purchaser. But on the downside for the vendor, he's going to come in with a lower valuation because his property manager hasn't tidied this all up. Yep. Got it. Yeah, totally, totally. Look, hey, look, that, that is great stuff. That is really deep, deep level uh, knowledge of what what uh, is going on with the property before you buy it. So obviously, yes. the role, role is so vital. So look, there's a, a lot more we'll go into, but let's take a breath. I'm still yep. absorbing <laughs> all that information. So let's have a quick 30-second break um, and we'll hear from our sponsors and be right back after this break. Learn all about commercial property investing and how to leverage high yields and cash flow with Helen Tarrant. If you're looking to invest in property, grow your portfolio, or if you are a residential investor and are feeling cash-strapped and are new to commercial property investing, join Helen Tarrant, Australia's leading expert in commercial property investing. Get an edge in today's markets with Helen Tarrant's exclusive online commercial property education program. Go to commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and get the insider secrets to successful commercial property investing. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you are enjoying this wonderful episode of Commercial Property Insiders podcast with the one and only Renee Thomas, who is an absolute, I have to say, you're an absolute guru of commercial property with the amount of knowledge you know. It's, it's fascinating to meet someone like you, who is obviously very rare in this industry, that delves into such a deep level um, for, on, on behalf of the um, buyer and, you know, it's something that really is a valuable, valuable asset, I think, for them. So really good to know. Now, thank you, <laughs> Renee, let's go a little yes. bit deeper in terms of what you have learned on the journey, because obviously you, I'm, I can imagine you've probably dealt with hundreds of investors and gurus and buying agents and so on. Um, tell me, um, you know, if you don't mind sharing with the listeners, some of the, these successful com- commercial property investors' secrets to their success. Um, look, that's a real, that's a difficult question because everybody's definition of success for one is, you know, is completely different. Um, and I, I think for a lot of our clients, we, we try to match them to the building. So success for, for someone who's quite a nervous Nelly is to have a set and forget. And success for someone who's a real visionary is taking something and with the help of, you know, new businesses moving in there, changing it into something else. Or So, you know, I've seen people have different types of success, um, but it's been success to them. And, and that's been probably the most important thing, that it's success to them. Because some people feel like they're just winning and kicking goals if they don't have to answer the phone about, you know, what's going on in their building and they've got a good property manager. That's success. But for yeah. other people's success is, Renee, that building that you helped me find, I've now, you know, 
it was it was an eight percent yield and now it's up to fifteen percent because we were able to get extra tenants in there and we took you know the advice and we prettied it up and it only required cosmetic and we've attracted long-term tenants and now we're getting a 15 percent yield so you know but that's that's their success um yeah, uh, yeah. It so it's right. it's success is individual to the person and that that's the, the beauty is whatever is that's the success for them well that's that's the success right there you know that's the great the great thing I'm, about commercial and I love how you say you match you match the building to the investor. Is that yeah, saying? we we do. Yeah, we do try <laughs> as as yeah yeah because you know people have different personalities and and mm. different ways that they think about commercial property. Um, yeah, so it looks some people yeah, I love that. some some people even want you know if they think they're going to expand their business they want us to find something that they might be able to put their business into in a few years time that has that potential. Mm. So it just it depends on on the person. So I think it is important that if we can we we match the person and the property. Um, some people are really nervous investors, but they still know they need to invest. They still need know they need to get a return. Yeah, and they're the ones, you know, happy with set and forget and others are so entrepreneurial and have such vision um, and look at property with non- with nothing but possibility. Um, mm, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, yes. brilliant, brilliant. I thought you were saying, you know, you match the shape of the building with the shape of the person. No. <laughs> building, <laughs> no, no, no. It's here. Property oh. Tinder is my next thing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's, that's fascinating. That's really good knowledge, actually. I've never thought of it like that, but it makes total sense, actually, when you put it that way. Yes, of course, when I'm looking for a property, it's got to match my personality and my lifestyle and the yes. sort of person I am. You know, I'm, a, I'm very much a set-of-forget person. Detail is not my forte, so I don't, I don't want something that's going to yeah. be bogging me down every day. So I get that, totally get that. Yes, Brilliant. yes. All right, that's yes. great, Renee. So here we go. We are now in the final stages of this interview, this wonderful interview <laughs> that you're, you're giving us. So I always like to leave our listeners with a 30-second tip from gurus like yourself. So do you have, I hope you do, have a 30-second yeah. secret tip that not many people would know about out in the commercial property investment world? Look, I have, I have two tips, and, and the first one is be curious. Be curious about your tenants. Be curious about what's important to them because that you're, this is a partnership for a long-term investment. And, like, remember, this is their livelihood. This is their blood, sweat and tears. To you, it's an investment. To them, it's that. So be curious about who they are, what they do, and, and how's their business going. And my second tip is once people have purchased the building, the next thing that they ask me should I manage this myself or should I get an agent? Well, that is something that only you can answer, but I will just say this. If you're looking for an agent to manage it, look for the person who educates you and advocates for you, advocates what it is that you want done with that building and and the position you want to put it in, but educates you at the same time, who doesn't say things like, I've been in the business for 20 years, it's just this way because I say it's this way. 
that's that's not who you want. You want someone that says, right, well, this is what you can do. This is the realms of, you know, what's allowed, what's legal, what's with the code, what's with um, council regulations and, and zoning. You want that person, the one who educates you and doesn't just tell you this is the way it's always been, so therefore this is the way it all will always be um, because that's not a growth mindset, that's not a vision mindset, and that's just going to hold you back. You want the person to say, Yep, I'll educate you on as much as I know where to go to get more information and I'm going to advocate for whatever it is that you as the owner of the property want and the vision for your building. Wow, I love that. I love that because I agree with you 100% and I'm, you may or may not know, I'm doing the Helen Tarrant uh, commercial property course and it is outstanding and I've learnt so much and I know that uh, I think you do you do some work for Helen, so yep. she is very much about education, isn't she? Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, I love that about her. So I think yes. I think that's so important. So that's really good advice, and thank you for that. Those two amazing tips. Be curious about the tenant. I just want to ask you. I know, we should wrap up. Mm. Right? We're running out of time, but yeah. just about that curiosity. How close do you have to be to your tenant? You don't want to be too close, do you? I mean. Personally, if I've you know got a property, I'm, I don't want to know the intimate, know them intimately. So what you know, how do you strike that balance when you say? Well, look, even if you don't physically live within the town, like by all means, follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook. Um, yeah. get- Get the updates if it's a if it's a foodie. Check every now and again on the reviews if you've got a you know you own a building where you've got a coffee shop or you want to see sometimes markers of things of going well. Oh my god, they might might move out. They've just put on another fifteen staff. Maybe we should offer them next door. And you want to see if it looks like things are winding down and not going well because you want to be on top of stuff. You know, but remember, this is your investment. Again, if you've got a good property manager who's a local to the town, they should already know that. But if you are managing it yourself, be curious, you know, also be available if they do have any concerns. Um, but, again, that's up to you. Some people do not want to be close, but you can still be close from a distance. Like I said, you can. Yep. You might have a property manager and you, they might be a, a foodie and you might just check them every now and again for reviews or you might, you know, have a look and see whether they've changed their menu online. You, you be curious about who's in there um, and how well they're going or, or not. Yeah. No, I love it. Love it. That's that's so good. Great advice. Love it, love it, Renee. Thank you for that. That's, no that's wonderful. So, look, time is against us. Uh-huh. But thank you again. Um, for your time, and I know how busy you are, um, so yes. I really do appreciate your time tonight. And, um, I mean, this is how it is. It's now like 8.30 p.m. or something, and you've yeah. <laughs> had a long day, so I really appreciate that. Um, would love to have you back soon. Um, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of people asking all sorts of questions, so would love to have you back sometime when um, maybe – I think it's going to be quieter for you. Whenever they're quieter for you, we'll try <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. And um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, because there might be some people that have questions for you, what's the best way for them to, to do that? Oh, look, just look me up on LinkedIn, um, Renee Thomas, R-E-N-A-Y, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S. Yeah, I'm probably the only one there with that name, looking as fabulous as I do, because literally I'm, I'm on the road. I don't check emails that frequently because I'm, I'm go, go, go. I'm in the car and sure. checking things out from 8 o'clock in the morning until sometimes 8, 9 o'clock at, at night. So, yeah. Let's try LinkedIn. (laughs) No, that's fine. Absolutely. I can understand that you probably don't don't want to be, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't want to be too identifiable either because that's, that's, you know, that's the ace up my sleeve. 
That's true, actually. That's a very good point. Yes, most definitely the private eye of uh, commercial property. Mm. All right, Renee, thank you so much for that. Really appreciate <laughs> no your time. And thank you for those wonderful tips. So um, no thanks again. And thank you all for listening, Gurus. been a great pleasure. And uh, that's all we have time for for now. So thank you again and stay tuned for our next exciting episode. But until then, Tony Boffer signing off for the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, gurus, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay ahead on all the latest news on commercial property. And if you are serious about investing in commercial property and really want to be a success, I strongly encourage you to learn from the best and head over to commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and get specialist education on commercial property investing. That's right, folks, commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and go for the best course in Australia on commercial property. Until next time, gurus, Tony Boffer signing off for the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. All of the opinions offered are done in good faith. In the event of any person sharing their story or information, this does not constitute financial advice. The opinions contained may be short-term in nature and are subject to change. Past performance is not indicative of future results. All investments involve substantial monetary risk, including the risk of losing one's entire investment. None of the information contained here constitutes or is intended to constitute a recommendation that any particular security, investment or strategy is suitable for any specific person. None of the information contained here is nor is intended to be personalised investment advice. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own personal investment advisor based on your specific circumstances. Real estate investing is a dynamic vehicle. Cash flow and equity positions can change on a daily basis. People on this podcast may be affiliated with certain products and services.